Shalom, hello, and welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Carl Whitehead, and today I would like to begin a series talking about the idea of what is blessing. How do we begin to engage with blessing, and more importantly, what is God's opinion on the idea and the function of blessing? So, as with all things, I like to turn to what the Torah says on this issue. And the first time that we come across the word for blessing in the Torah is in the first chapter. The first chapter of the book of Bereshit, the book of Genesis. And we can turn to verse 22. And it says this in the English, And God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And that, of course, finishes in verse 23 by saying, and there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. Now, I find this very intriguing and very interesting. First of all, what we are seeing here and what we need to realize what we're looking at here is what I like to call God's conversation with creation. So when we look at the first chapter of Bereshit, the first chapter of Genesis, which is detailed as the creation narrative, we see that God's way of interacting or more to the point, bringing things into being. In other words, taking the desire of his heart and the framework of everything that sits there and bringing it into a tangible, measurable, something that you can engage with, something that you can touch, something that you can feel, substantial. So that which is the idea or the desire of his heart becomes manifest. And, it, and he manifests it in the way he speaks. And so we see in verse 3 what does it say there and God spoke or God said let there be light and this is the first moment where we see God bringing something into being and us actually having the detail of it so this is Hashem's way of speaking and the predominant way he uses speech is to create and what are one of the things that he continues to create. And this is very and this is an interesting idea that I'd like to sort of explore. So we can see through chapter one the list of everything that is created, the order that they're created. We get down to chapter twenty and we see God begin to talk about populating the waters with living creatures. So one of the key things that we need to note here as well in verse 20 is that this is the first time we see the word nefesh. Now, if you weren't looking at this in the Hebrew, you would no doubt miss this because the way that they translate nefesh here is to be a living or just a creature. Now, the word nefesh talks about the issue of breath, and we can see this clearly in Verse 7 of chapter 2, where Hashem talks about Adam, the human, becoming a nefesh, a living creature. And 
here's the thing that's interesting. We see this as well in this verse. Creatures, nefesh, chaya, living creatures that have what? Breath in them. And so this is the first time as well that we see this word for bless, which we see in verse 22. And what does it say in verse 22, the first part in the Hebrew? It says, Vai varech otam Elohim lay more, which we translate literally as he blessed them, Elohim blessed them, saying. So there is an interaction here, an interaction of breath to breath. Hashem has given these creatures, these nefesh chaya, these living beings that are in the water and also the flying creatures, he's given them an element of his breath. And the way he looks at them and the way he begins to interact with them is to bless them. And so we need to stop and we need to say to ourselves, this has to be very important. What is the, the first recorded interactive or the first recording of God speaking to living beings that have breath within them? is the first thing he does is to bless. And that needs to affect the way we think about how we interact with others. How do we use our breath? And I guess that to me is the heart of what I really want to talk about and something that is challenging me and is causing me to stop and think about the function of blessing. How important is it to me? How important is it to us as a community, as a people? Because if we are to look at its first occurrence, we have to assume that the function of blessing has huge priority in the heart of God and the way he interacts with his creation. And so this word for blessing here is barech, or more to the point where we see it here as a verb in its conjugation, it's vaivarech, which we translated, and he blessed. But the root of this word is barech, which is spelt a bet, resh, and a kaf. So now that we've been able to establish where we first see it, we can begin to place it in the priority of how the Torah presents it to us. And so we have to stop again and we have to say to ourselves, this has to be a high priority for us. God has emphasized it very quickly. He's shown, actually showing us that this is something that he does first. This is the first thing he does when he speaks directly to something that he has created that contains breath within it. And again, here's the fascinating thing. We see the same function happen again in verse 28 of the first chapter of Bureshit, the book of Genesis. What does it say there? This is directly after verse 27, of course, where it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then immediately, immediately after having gone through the process 
of creation, we get this beautiful detail that emerges in verse 28. And what does that say? In the Hebrew, Vai varech otam Elohim vayomer. Exactly the same words that we find in verse 22. And Elohim and God blessed them and said. So he is speaking directly to them. And it's the same type of words. However, there is something new that is added into the way he blesses. So we're starting to see that blessing has multi-layers of function within it. Just by looking at these two verses, we're starting to see the opinion of how blessing functions as an expression of the heart of God's desire towards what he has created, especially especially when it has breath in it. And I would like to say this, which is something quite interesting to, to sort of ponder on. Why is that? Why does blessing appear first when he's speaking to something that has breath in it? He doesn't say these things. He doesn't bless the, the stars. He doesn't bless the waters or anything like that. But with these things he does, I would like to suggest that it's because breath has the capacity to respond to other breath. And this is a wonderful idea because it shows us that within creation, where God places his breath, he expects a response. He expects a response. So he, he, he looks at these sea creatures, these creatures that dwell within water, this nefesh hayah that dwell in water, that fly in the air, and they carry a part of his breath in them. Therefore, they have the capacity to respond to him. Now here's the end where things get really interesting when we look at verse 28. When God speaks, Elohim speaks blessing. So he unleashes the function of blessing as breath towards that which he has created that has the capacity to respond back. And this is what he says. This is what he says to the Adam, to the humans that he's created, male and female. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Now, if we look in verse 22, he's saying be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters in the seas and let the, the birds multiply on the earth. So in verse 28, where do things get different? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing. What he's saying, what Hashem or what Elohim is saying here, is the function of his blessing is to place identity and function within that which is hearing the movement of his breath. And they can respond and and here's the amazing thing, something to think about as well. Why why does God only bless that which can respond? Because it's in the response where that which contains breath can learn how to replicate or use their breath 
to be just like the one who created them. This is, and, and this is amazing because this only happens with humankind. Humankind have, what do we have that's so different from everything else? The power of speech. The power of speech. And so what Elohim here is saying, and what happens when we start to see a God function in the name Hashem and the relational function in this, is that he's always looking to see how we respond. Will we choose? Will we choose as vessels of his breath to learn how to humble ourselves and learn how to function in breath the way he desires to show us? And I would have to say that one of those first preeminent functions should be us learning how to bless. So this is something that I believe we all will find incredibly challenging. What is the primary function of our breath? How, do we, how are we to look at how we use our breath, how we use our speech in relation to how God does it. And I think as we journey through this investigation together, as we begin this discussion about what is blessing, what is the function of blessing, I think we're going to see some amazing things begin to unfold and be revealed within the, the language of Torah. Because the more I look at this subject within the Torah, the more I see it. The more I see how the breath of God moves to interact with people to show them how to bless. So just in closing, I just I want to show you something quite remarkable as well, because while we are sitting within the creation narrative, there's something that happens at the end that is even it's even more remarkable in regards to how we've already begun to look at things as learning that the function of breath as an interaction with God's breath is the reciprocal function of relational blessing. God speaking the, the framework of his heart into that which carries breath, looking to see how it will respond but giving it a framework within which to function so that it can learn how to respond. But look at this. Look at this amazing thing that happens in chapter 2, which is the very end of the creation narrative. Beginning in verse 1, The heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. So this conversation is coming to a close, this initial conversation. And a whole new conversation is about to start. It's just it's remarkable when you when you look at the Torah as reciprocal, reciprocating conversation between Hashem and his creation, and how individually personal it gets. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. But look at this. So it's, it's all finished, but something else needs to happen. Something else needs to happen. It's just just remarkable. Verse 2, and on the seventh day, Elohim finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. And then look at verse 3. What happens here? What does it say? Look at this. The same 
type of language, a little bit different, but very similar. What's Vai Varech Elohim and Elohim blessed. He blessed something. Now this is I would like to share with you a a remarkable not just an idea, but a, a remarkable thing I discovered about the seventh day. And what makes the seventh day so amazing to us? So on the seventh day, verse 3, so God blessed the seventh day. Vaivorech Elohim et yom hashvi'i. So he blessed the seventh day and vaikadesh. He made it holy because, or toki, vor Shabbat, because he what? Shabbat, Shabbat, that's that word for rest, because he rested on that day. Here's the amazing thing about what I really believe is happening here, and why Shabbat is so important to humanity. Shabbat is about us entering the sound of blessing. We actually come into the sound of that. So Hashem, what he does here is he uses his breath to create a framework of rest that literally is blessing. And Shabbat, the sound of Shabbat, therefore, has to be blessing. And for for any of you that have ever been to a Shabbat uh, evening meal on Friday, Friday evening, what is the first thing that happens? And this is just wonderful. This is why Shabbat has become so precious to me. The very first thing that happens is blessing. It's all about blessing. You start by what? Blessing the children. (laughs) You bless the children. And it gets even more profound. And this is something that I'll come to in future podcasts as well, talking about the priestly blessing, because that is something that is spoken as well. You bless the children, then you oh, you unleash this amazing sound of the Birchat Kohanim, the priestly blessing. And, and how many wonderful things sit inside that blessing. Oh my gosh, I am very excited to get to that point to be able to talk to you about that. But we're going to have to leave that for future podcasts. So I hope this challenges you, I hope this inspires you to begin the journey of asking Hashem, asking God, what does blessing mean to you? And how can I learn to bless the way you bless? And here's the beautiful thing about it. We don't need to guess. (laughs) We don't need to guess because he gives it to us in his Torah. How wonderful and how amazing is the gift of his Torah to us. Baruch Hashem. Shalom, shalom.